Hypocrisy's the best policy. Wish for change, but lazily. Century of debilitation. Your evolution is a damnation. You know, one of the things I enjoy the most about hosting this podcast is when I get to sit down with players, coaches, parents, and fans to talk pucks. As the seventh in my series on being a female hockey player, I sat down with Faye Andrews, defenseman for the Guilford Lightning of the Women's Premier League. Enjoy. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy Trav, aka Five Minute Major, and I'm pleased to be joined by Faye Andrews. She is a defenseman for the Guilford Lightning, uh, which is a team uh, in a women's elite league in uh, England. Faye, thank you so much for taking some time out, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. How old were you when you first started skating? Um, first like skating around five or six years old. How were you introduced to the sport of hockey? Uh, completely by accident, actually. Um, like where we, where I grew up in a little, there's a small town, and we were not far from a rink. And there's not that's quite hard over in the UK because there's really not that many rinks. Um, and my my mom needed something for me to do while she was out and about on a Saturday. Didn't need to be dragging me around. Um, and the local rink had a really, like a, I don't know what you guys call it over there, peewee or? Sure, like peewee, might, yeah, there's like different a levels. tiny, tiny right. tots thing, um, where it was for under eights that could go, and that would cost, well, basically nothing, because it was uh, for really young children, and they could hire the skates and the helmet and stick and puck, and just have a, like, basically have a lot of fun on the ice with the coaches, play games. Um, you know, all the stuff, throw yourself on the ground, get back up again. Just a, just a little kid stuff. And from there, they decided they didn't have an under-8s team at that rink. And they, they started up a team from this program that they had on the Saturday mornings. They approached my mum and said, oh, she seems to really enjoy it. Would you be interested in bringing her along for the team? Um, and she said, yeah, sure. Like, how much is that going to cost? More than she ever could have imagined, I believe. <laughs> right. Um, over the years. And then here I am, 27 years later, still playing. Still still dangling out there on the ice. I love it. I love it. Um, uh, dangling, I would, I, would, I would not use that word quite as freely as that. I'm not a dangler, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've probably got all the skills of a cement mixer when it comes to stick handling, but typical D-man, uh, play at home, typical, shoot, okay. pass. Typical, tip, typical stay-at-home defenseman, a solid blue liner. How about that? Um, we're actually doing something on January 6th over here with a local rink where we're going to have um, a high school girls kickoff event. We're going to have members of the New York Rangers office staff. We're going to have members of the Connecticut Whale, which is part of the National Women's Hockey so League amazing. here. 
And uh, yeah, we're just going to try to grow the sport. In New York State, there are four female high school hockey leagues. If we can get two more, then the girls can compete for a state title, which is huge. So we really, That's amazing. Yeah, we really want to try to grow the women's game. But the fact that I'm even talking to you today, you know, and that you play over there, I mean, just speaks volumes to how far the sports come. So what do you like most about playing hockey? Oh my goodness, like, from where I am right now in my life, to thinking back, like, everything is given, like, everything is given me, basically, it is, it is part of who I am now, and I know that any hockey player, male or female, across the world, would maybe listen to this, and they would agree with me 100%, is the minute from when you're a child, you put those skates on, you put the kit on, you put on a jersey, like, that is your life then, and every friend that you make, every country that you travel to, every road trip, every rink you play in, ups, the downs, you share that with so many people, and it's in, it's in your blood then, literally it then becomes part of your DNA, and I've, I'm, I'm quite an athletic person, like over through my life I've played a few different sports, and always been like quite athletic, and joined in high school sports and things like that, hockey's always been the one, like first love, if any of my other sports interfered with hockey then they had to go, hockey was the number one. And it still is. I mean, I base a lot of my life choices around if I can play hockey or not, or is there any hockey going on? When me and my, I'm married now, when me and my husband travel abroad, we always see if there's any hockey going on wherever we're going. We can find hockey anywhere. It's like a radar. And it just is, it is genuine. That's what I love about hockey so much is that it's, it's it's for everyone. It's, It's there. You've got your best friends there. You've got your worst enemies there. You know, you've grown, you've grown up, you, you can dream about it, you can have some of the best moments of your life on a hockey rink, you can have some of the worst moments of your life on a hockey rink. It is just, it's so, if people don't, if people don't play and they're not involved with the sport, whether it, you know, referees, coaches, players, whoever, if they're not involved with the sport and you say, I can't, I've got hockey, they won't understand. No, they don't get it. It's real, it is, it's and a, I don't get it. it's a fraternity it's a religion. It's a cult. Uh-huh. I mean, it's all those things wrapped into one. So you mentioned about traveling abroad. Where have you played? Have you played outside of the UK? Oh, gosh. I mean, I know we haven't got long, but um, I played in Canada, um, played in Colorado, played in Finland, uh, Latvia, Estonia, skated in France, skated in tournaments in uh, like Eastern Europe. So, yeah, mostly mostly European countries and a couple of North American countries. Wow. Um, that's that's very. Just, imp- I should have asked you where haven't you played? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there's, I there's always the places where you haven't played, but it's just that that thing of where, where hockey's expanding, especially being in the UK. You're in a really privileged position to like be able to travel to Europe quite quickly right. and for not a lot of money. So a lot of the junior tournaments that we played were always in like Eastern European countries or in France. So we we could get there quite quite quickly and get there for, for not that much money. So uh, so along those same lines, Faye, what is the toughest rink or tournament that you've played in in, in recent memory? Oh, um, toughest rink. And I'm hoping that there's anyone from the UK actually listening to this and they will be nodding along with this. There's a place in the northeast of England which has a reputation all of its own anyway um, called Whitley Bay. And it's mu- it's on the coast and it's much, much better. They spent a lot of money investing in the facility and it's much more um, user-friendly these days. 
But back as a junior hockey player, and even as a, a younger female hockey player, and a lot, and I'm, like, don't get me wrong, an absolute abundance of absolutely the most talented hockey players in the UK have come out of that rink. I don't know how, because it's literally in the middle of nowhere, but that, that rink and that facility have, have produced excellent hockey players over the years. But it's an, it was a death trap. And it was, I'm not even kidding, health and safety was not a priority at all. So you'd be going through, you'd be walking along the concrete in your skate guards, you'd go into the changing room, which was basically a hole in the wall with like wires hanging down. The shower was a, it was a pipe hanging out of the wall that you, the water came out of if you prayed. And then when you got onto the ice, the ice was horribly maintained. The ice and the boards didn't meet in the corners. You had to climb over like a piece of, I don't know, like plasterboarding, <laughs> like to get over the bench, yeah. and there was no players' benches for a really long time. So the, where the players sat was the first row. It was right. like something out of slap shot. I'm not joking. Right. The first row of seating in the block was where the players sat. Mm. So there was no way of getting from this row of seating, and it was raised off the ice. It was about three feet, like the height of the boards, and then the, so there was no players' bench. So you had to climb down about three feet onto the ice and then climb back up again over onto the top when you'd finish your shift. But that also meant that you had like parents and, and others, others unsavory characters from the area just sat right behind you throwing, <laughs> throwing what? chips and food and abuse directly into the back of the players. You were, you were exposed to the elements in that place. I'm not kidding, but it was always, it was always kind of that's like memories. and like fun times because now they've, brought the players up to code and they've got players benches and glass they've got plexiglass that was a step forward Uh, um it's kind of lost a little bit of its charm in the fact that it was so horrendously dangerous right all the all the modern amenities have kind of taken away some of the shine from the old place oh yeah and you'd go and you'd be surprised if they'd done something positive with it you'd go there again and go oh they've got hot water now that's that's great (laughs) Hey, uh, oh, they've, oh, they've fixed, they fixed that board so it's not going to take your eye out anymore. Great. <laughs> I was going to ask you, what is, you know, have you ever been treated differently? And this will be a perfect segue to that question. Have you ever been treated differently, either chirped or hit uh, because, on the ice because of your gender or off the ice, like, you know, at a rink like that or, or any other situation? All the time. Like, even now, I mean, it doesn't happen quite so much now, more so because I'm an adult and some of the guys, I mean, I... The way, the way the infrastructure is here in the UK is not massive, but it's getting it's getting better. But a lot of the girls who have come out of junior hockey because there were there weren't up until quite recently there weren't any junior girls teams. Right. If you were a girl that wanted to play hockey, you had to play with a junior boys team. So that was very competitive. The standard is higher, so the junior girls obviously have to really work for a spot on a boys team. So there weren't that many junior girls playing within boys teams. And once you hit nineteen, eighteen now. Um, age out of the junior boys now those boys will go on and play for the adult senior teams and the, and the kind of the semi-pro leagues or the sort of higher level teams um, and the girls will go off and play if you're, if you're, if you're a good standard you, you can play with the women's elite league or they'll go off and play with these like mixed recreational teams right. like higher level mixed recreational teams right. so those guys are kind of used to playing alongside girls so they're kind of okay right but you will always be a target sure yeah. Even now, even though the game's progressed to a point where there's lots of adult women playing with senior recreational teams, because the standard of, of adult women aging out of hockey now is so much higher than it used to be. Right. Um, but also, even the, there's still that lone junior girl playing on one 
on a junior boys team is that you've got a target on you all the time. And I'm also a, a, an official, I'm a referee now. Um, and some of the, and I referee senior men's games. So some of the, I say abuse, I mean, I, I played hockey a long time and I find I've got a good boundary between what's abuse and what's kind of banter and what's chirps and what I can laugh at. Right. But I know that some of the, some of the comments that I've had as an official, whether I can take that as banter or abuse, depending on the severity of it, is aimed at me because I'm a female, and not they wouldn't speak like that to the male officials. Right, right. So even as an as an official, not just as a player, you still have you're still subjected to uh, comments and you know and nonsense. Hey, let me ask you. Yeah, it's, a, it's an eye roll. Sorry, it's an eye no. rolling moment because it's kind of like it's nothing you haven't heard before. Of it's course. Kind of like, I give, mean, it, ugh, give it a break. Give right. it a rest, mate. You right. know, like think of something more original if you're going to check me at least come up with something original like right. i've never heard that before right just tiresome sometimes well you sound like the type of gal that can definitely take care of herself so yeah. i'm not really i'm not really worried about anybody chirping you and not getting it right don't by. ask me about the time that i hit a guy in the face with his own helmet because that's, that's all right so tell me about the you know what <laughs> tell me about the time you hit a guy in the face with his own helmet i want to hear it. it it was it was the same it was the same situation we've just discussed um and I was, I was in a recreational game with my teammates and I wasn't even involved. There was a, a kind of a bit of pushing and shoving going on in the corner. There was a bit of a fight going on. I was just kind of standing around, minding my own business. A guy comes up and kind of shoves me around then. Just, one of these guys, he's not going to pick a fight with one of the guys because he'll not come out well. So he starts trying to kind of goad me into the confrontation. So mm. we're sort of chirping each other and I'm not, I'm not going to get into a fight with the guy. Um, and then he grabs me by the hair. Oh, mistake number which is one. one of the things. Mistake like, number one. As I'm skating away, he's grabbed me by the, my, my ponytail hanging out the back of my helmet. Mistake number one. Well, mistake number one, again, that's, just, that's the thing where, that's the gender thing again, where you wouldn't have the opportunity to do that to a guy, but why, why do that to me? Right. So he grabs me by the back of my hair and pulls me backwards, and then I'm like, okay, okay, right, we're done. And so we, I grab him by the helmet, and because I, I have to wear a face cage... Right. I don't have a choice. I have to wear the face cage whether I want to or not. And he isn't. It's much easier for me to get his helmet off Wait, than can, it is for him to get mine off. Could I ask, you, I ask you a question? You have to wear a face cage? That's part of the rules? Yeah. For females, Even if there's you play- a rule where if you're born before, I think it's 1975, as a female, you can wear maybe a half right. of a, a visor. Right. But in, a, but in any of the current senior leagues now, every female has to wear a full face But the, guy, the guys don't have to. No. Oh. If you again, there's a there's a rule in I think the 1975 rule is for no visor at all for men. Right. right. And then the um, guys beyond that can wear the half visor. Nobody nobody has to wear a face cage if you're male in the UK unless you're a junior. So I'm sorry for interrupting your awesome story. So because the guy doesn't have to wear a cage like you, you're able to get his helmet off a lot easier. I just grabbed him by the back of his helmet and right. pulled it off his head. And you hit him right in the face with it. And I, just, and I didn't realize I was still holding it when I threw a punch, and I just punched him in the face with his own helmet. Good for you. I love and it. And then it all kind of went south from there <laughs> because the guys on my bench kind of turned into Rocky Balboa and decided that I needed all the help right you needed some defending and all their guys De- decided I- that they needed to help their guy right. so then I sort of left that situation quite well right. while everybody else was fighting right <laughs> you know what's happened here everything's just exploded and I just seem to be standing by this bench not really right 
What's that? Yeah, and, and unfortunately, my husband was actually playing in that game. Because oh. um, <laughs> he came steaming in like Rocky Balboa. And the referee is quite an experienced and quite a young guy. And he says, I don't know what's just happened. So you can have two minutes and you can have two minutes and everybody else go back to the bench. <laughs> now, listen, what's that old joke that you uh, you went to a, a, a hockey game, like a fight and a hockey game broke out or a hockey game and a fight yeah, broke out? Yeah, yeah, it was it, it, that was one of those. I mean, usually the team that I play for, we, we do all right. There's right. a recreational team that I play for. We do we do fine. We don't that doesn't happen all the time. But some of the teams that we play are quite inexperienced, and they're the guys that will skate around thinking a, a hit is to forearm somebody in the face or right. hit them from behind, and it's that's when it usually descends into madness. I have a I have a question for you. Um, so would punching uh-huh. would punching the guy in the face with his own helmet? Also, uh, classify as your most embarrassing on ice moment, or is there something that you can share? Oh, I've got so many though. Like I'm so it's, it's been so long that I don't think I get embarrassed now about those certain right. things. Punching right. him in the helmet was kind of like a oh wow that just happened. Love it. Love that it. was that sort of a moment. But you know everybody's had those times where they you know got on the ice with the skate guards on or gone to do like this will be the game winning slap shot and you've missed the puck and fallen on your face instead. Right. Right. Like. Oh, that, all those. I could there'll be a video reel of me doing stuff like that because it's been so long. <laughs> I, I have. Oh, one... This one actually did fall over on live television <laughs> as a referee. So I think that that was probably my most embarrassing on ice moment. There you go. In a junior, like a, an interconference tournament, so we have like regionals. Wow. And it's live streamed. <laughs> and I was a linesman in this tournament, and the kids they were they were like under fifteen or like a, a smaller age group, and they had got into a, an altercation in front of the net. So I went steaming in like I'm going to break this up, and just at the last moment lost an edge. Oh boy! And hit a group of children like a wrecking ball. Yeah. If any of if any of my listeners can find video of Faye tripping over the blue line and tackling a bunch of young children, uh, send that to me, stat. Uh, it will be on it will be on a live stream for the uh, junior conference finals about two years ago. Love it. And uh, yeah, I hit, I hit, it was like a bowling ball hitting Skittles. I love it, love it. Hey, one last... That was, that was probably the most embarrassing. What, one last question for you. Favorite... Now, uh, I know you, you talked about the fact that hockey's in your DNA, it's in your blood, it's a part of you, and that if there's other sports that get in the way, well, they just have to go by the wayside. But do you have a favorite sport to play besides the great game of hockey? Um, it's still hockey, but it's like floorball. Okay. Oh, yeah, sure. As a matter of fact, hockey, yeah. I just had somebody on. His name is Mike Benelli. He's trying to bring floorball to the States. Uh, he's based out of New York State here, and uh, he's brought floorball to Puerto Rico. He's bl- brought floorball to other areas like down in Florida or places where kids can't readily access rinks and equipment, and he's had uh-huh. he's had a lot of success with it. He's had the New York Islanders on board, the Florida Panthers on board, I actually, the New Jersey Devils. So, you know, so he's making some nice inroads with floorball for you, and um, as well as other initiatives, kind of grassroots things to get kids exposed to the sport. So, all right. So it's nice to hear that even though it's not hockey per se, you uh, you love you love playing floorball. You know what? I'm I'm maybe I'll, I'm gonna try to connect you and Mike just so he could get a sense as to what floorball's like over there across the pond. Yeah, I mean, it's like I said, it's growing. It's growing. We've got like we've got a hashtag grow the game I love for it. all of our okay. our ball hockey and uh, floorball work. And there's, I mean, there's women's teams coming out now because again, like you said, easier to access. A lot of the ice players for extra fitness and extra skills, they they go and play 
it's easier to hire like a hall in a leisure centre or a, a dry land facility. It's really cheap to do that. Right. Um, there's, a, there's leagues. I mean, it's more it's more established in the north of England, but there's more teams emerging in the south now. We've got nationals. We've got women's nationals. I'm actually playing the women's nationals in two weeks' time. Love it. Um, with my women's team, and it's 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 getting bigger every day. There's a world championships. Hopefully, GB will be putting two teams in again next year. So yeah, it's big. It's big, big times, and it's it is really, really getting really big over here as well because it's another opportunity for like that, even the inline players and the ice players to, to again get involved in another form of hockey that they enjoy. So I've been chatting with Faye Andrews. She is a stay-at-home, steady defenseman, patrolling the blue line for the Guilford Lightning of the women. It's a women's elite team over in England. Um, Faye, I really do appreciate you taking so much time out of your day. You know, at four, almost four thirty p.m. in England, uh, New Year's Eve, to chat with me, and uh, I hope that we can meet one day in real in, in real life. Whether you're coming back over here or whether I find my way over, we're, to, uh, we're over at least once a year. Love so. it, love it. So, um, so again, thank you so much. Uh, you know what? Let me ask you one more question. What advice <laughs> would you give to younger female hockey players that are going to hear this interview? You know, what do you want them to know about playing the game? Don't ever give up. No matter what, if anyone says something that's rude or unkind to you because because you're a girl or because you're playing, and don't ever let anybody tell you that girls can't play ice hockey because I heard that a few times when I was first starting out. It's not personal. And if somebody chirps you or you get kind of disrespected, it's because they're worried about you. Right. It's because they're worried about you. Right. So don't quit. Don't give up. Stick up for yourself sure. all the time. Stand stand up for yourself against it and know yourself that you, you are the warrior, you are the hero, and that it is absolutely not their business to tell you that you can and can't do stuff. I love it. That's a perfect way to perfect way to end the convo. So again, Faye, I wish you nothing but good health, peace and prosperity in two thousand eighteen. Thank you again for coming on. This was huge. And uh, enjoy the rest of your day, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, too. It's been an absolute pleasure. All right, be well. Take care.